0: The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for The Doctor's Lounge Show with Dr. Hal Schurz. Welcome back into The Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz. Each week, myself and my co-host, Dr. Scott Barber, bring you the information that doctors are talking about in doctors' lounges all across the country. We try to present facts and information that will be helpful for you, the listeners, so that you can advocate for yourselves and your family and and to make sure that you get the healthcare information that you need so that you can successfully do so. Our show is brought to you by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, which is the only physician-led healthcare think tank in the country. Our foundation stands for the principles of the doctor-patient relationship and for healthcare freedom for all Americans in this country. We desperately need your continued support so that we can do this show and do the things that we do every day in Washington and around the country and put on the kinds of programs that we um, are uh, known for, especially our direct primary care conference, which I'll mention in a moment. But go to our website, wwwthenumber 4 pcfoundationorg that's d4pcfoundation.org, and contribute something. Anything is helpful in this um, time of of uh need when when money is tight and uh every dollar will help us to continue with our mission hey listen we are putting our next meeting together in march of 2023 it is the contracts are signed I'm sorry, 2024, (laughs) I uh, had a uh, momentary uh, lapse. Um, In 2024, March 14th to 16th in Orlando, Florida, um, we will be um, hosting our next direct primary care meeting. Um, It is a must for anyone who is... Uh, involved in direct primary care or in any kind of direct care, somebody who is contemplating doing it and wants to know how to do it or talk to people who have done it, this is the meeting that you want to go to. If you're a vendor who is um, involved in a business that would benefit direct primary care doctors, any primary care doctors or any, any medical associated business that would be, uh, uh, helpful to that community consider being a sponsor go to the website you'll learn all about it our program is going to be chock full of incredible incredible information we are expanding the program from years past and the um the program has not yet been finalized but i can promise you that it will be a meeting that you will um get so much out of it will be well worth your time and money coming to Orlando to attend this meeting so make it your business to at least look it up and see what our previous meetings were this one will be even better our keynote speaker is one of the best speakers on medical issues that I know of Marty McCary um, who has written the book The Price We Pay and will Do a book signing at the, uh, at the meeting. Um, this is, uh, a must attend. So please, uh, make sure that you mark that date on your calendar, March 14th to 16th, 2024. And, um, and, uh, plan to come to Orlando and, uh, and, and meet with people who are, um, tired of the same old, same old with, uh insurance and uh the the problems of delivering healthcare to individuals who um uh are uh in need of of the best healthcare and are not receiving it this is this is your opportunity to to uh, get into this exciting delivery model which incidentally is the fastest growing delivery model in the country other than Unfortunately, hospital employment of doctors. So, I'm going to um, not talk about healthcare for the second show in a row, and I promise, promise that even though I feel so strongly about what I'm going to talk about today, that I will, um, I will not burden people on this show with the views that I'd like to share today. But I am compelled to do another show on what's happening in our country and around the world. Um, I, as an American Jew, a proud American Jew, do, do not feel safe in the United States today. And I've never felt this way before. There are reasons why that I feel this way, that are obvious, and some that are not quite so obvious to the casual observer. The obvious reasons are on the news every day, on cable news, almost 24-7, with the anti-Semitism that has bubbled up and exploded across the country. The not so obvious reasons are what's happened at our southern border, and what has um, uh, the only way to say this is what is what I'm afraid is imminent, which is uh, a- attack on our homeland by. Terrorists by extremists that have freely come across our southern border because of the policies of this Democrat administration. And there are an estimated 600,000 gotaways, those that we just didn't know about because of the ones that were apprehended at the border there were over 200 people who were on the known terrorist watch list from countries all across the Middle East and other countries like China and Russia and North Korea. And this unrest that we're seeing in our country right now is the beginning. And there's going to be um a a uh, a serious price to pay for leaving our border wide open. Would you ever let um, your door be left open if you lived in a neighborhood that was filled with gangs that were roaming the streets? Of course you wouldn't. You'd have bars on the windows, you'd have a German shepherd and a shotgun, um Well, that is what we are. We're in a neighborhood right now that's very dangerous, and our door is wide open, and nobody is taking this threat seriously. This is why I don't feel safe, because what we are seeing with this anti-Semitism, there are people who want to do harm to Jews in the Middle East and around the world. And they are in this country now, and I'm afraid that we're going to see things that were unfathomable, um, even even a month ago, because nobody was thinking about it. Now, unfortunately, people need to think about this all the time. Let's you know, anti-Zionism has always been out there, and as People like myself have said this is really covert anti-Semitism, but it has been beneath the surface. And it was convenient for people to take a position being anti-Israel and saying, oh, but I am not anti-Semitic. Well, now the, the bloom is off the rose. The cat is out of the bag. It is unleashed anti-Semitism, full-blown in its absolute um, you know, horror and disgust. Let's re-examine the facts. Hamas terrorists unleashed the most heinous, cowardly, gruesome attack on innocent civilians. They committed unspeakable barbaric acts. What were these acts, you might ask if you're not already aware of them? Not just shooting people, that would have been, that would have been terrorism. No, they tortured their victims and committed atrocities so unfathomable that the reports were dismissed by so many people as disinformation and Israeli propaganda. That was until these acts of barbarism began appearing on social media not social media by the israelis but by hamas terrorists themselves bragging taking glee at what they did boasting about their acts these acts were captured on gopros that these terrorists were wearing as they were riding around on motorized vehicles shooting people and and doing other unspeakable acts these gopros were taken off their dead bodies and the videos were were watched in disbelief describing these atrocities failed to satisfy the israel haters and it failed to convince the anti-semites So Israel was compelled to do what they never did before, which was to share these atrocities with the world. First, they brought in journalists from dozens of countries who were covering Israel to show them what actually happened. And these journalists who were saying that this was all propaganda begrudgingly had to admit how depraved these terrorist acts were and were beginning to understand the the horror that the Israelis suffered and their their determination to root out this evil from the world. These terrorists raped young girls in front of their parents and then they mutilated them before killing them. They put a baby in the oven, reminiscent of Nazi atrocities, and turned it on in front of their mother. They entered a house when a family of four was sitting down to breakfast. They cut out the father's eyes, they cut off the mother's breasts, they cut off the children's hands, and then they killed them, and then these animals sat down and finished these people's breakfast. They opened up the abdomen of a pregnant woman, pulled out the fetus in front of the mother, shot it in the head, and then killed her. They burned children alive. They beheaded babies. There were no acts that were too disgusting that they avoided doing. What people do these things? They're not people. They're not even animals because it would be a, a it would be horrible to to be lumping them with poor animals these are subhuman individuals that don't deserve to walk the face of the earth these are unspeakable acts anybody who can't see this is either, Too prejudiced or too blind to have the common decency to understand that no matter what your grievances are, doing these acts is, are are crimes against humanity. These are just things that are unacceptable in a civilized world. One Hamas terrorist phoned his parents using the phone from a dead person on the kibbutz, bragging that he had just killed 10 Jews, and his father was telling him how proud he was of him. This is, for anyone today, not to acknowledge the horror of these acts, not to have empathy for the more than 1,400 innocent victims, for the more than 200 hostages that currently Are being held by Hamas reveals the utter inhumanity of people in the world and in this country today and that's what's happening let's be honest anyone who can't call out Hamas as animals and recognize them as terrorists are implying that the Israelis had it coming to them because that's really what they're thinking They won't come out and say it, but that's what they're thinking. They're, they're saying their position is that the Israelis stole the land from them, from the Palestinians, and that there are countless Palestinian casualties and that Hamas are not terrorists at all, but they're freedom fighters. And they're doing what's necessary to free their land. But the Hamas charter calls for the extermination of Israel and the extermination of all Jews. What is a country supposed to do when that happens? Imagine for a moment, if you will, that 34,000 people in the United States of one ethnic group was slaughtered in their sleep at the breakfast table, had unspeakable things done to them. And instead of rallying behind these people, you took the position of the people who committed these atrocities, because that's what is happening right now around the world. And in the United States. And I never thought for a moment that I would live to see the day this happen in the United States. When the Hamas terrorists say, from river to the sea, that's exactly what they're saying. And there are idiots on college campuses and in rallies around this country who are chanting that. And they're basically echoing this exact position. And what are you supposed to do? Allow this to stand? Because the Hamas leadership has been on Lebanese radio this week saying that the Israelis are going to pay the price for everything that has happened before. And this is just the beginning, that... This is one attack, but there's going to be a second and a third and more and more until the, um, Jews are all killed and the, and the Islamists control Israel. What terrifies me is the lack of moral clarity in this country. It is absolutely reprehensible. And I'll cover this more, but think about this. Once again, how would we react in this country if this were happening here to Muslims? What if 34,000 Muslims were, were murdered? What would people be saying? It, there would be an outcry, I promise you. But because it's Jews... And there's smoldering anti Semitism, this is okay. And it's being stoked by the the Islamists in the world. It's being stoked by people who are who are sympathetic to this. But what if I told you as a regular listener over the years? I've said that the left is the most insidious movement threatening this country. They are the epitome of evil. There is no left government in the world where people have freedom. The leftists hate this country. They hate it. And they will do whatever they can do to tear it down. And how do they do this? Well, the best way is to tear it apart from the inside. And they've been trying to do that. They've been doing a pretty good job, right? They're destroying all societal norms. Black Lives Matter, pitting black against white, when that did not exist to the extent that it does now 20 years ago. Transgenderism. Allowing the um, the mutilation of people, cr- destroying all the the societal norms about gender, wokeism. I, I we've gone through this before: equity, diversity, inclusion. You know it all. We've talked about it over and over again. This is the latest in an effort that is being perpetrated by the left, the pro-Palestinian position, which is, as I just got through saying, is really anti-Semitism. Now, how else can you explain queers for Palestine or trans for Palestine or Black Lives Matter for Palestine for that matter? These people are all useful idiots. Who would be murdered instantly in an Islamic regime? Do you think that they would allow gays in in uh, in Iran? Openly gay people in Iran? Are you kidding me? But in as much as this is an opportunity for the left to stir the pot, all these groups, every one of them is on board with this whole movement. There is so much that is terrifying here. Was there really this much anti-Semitism before? Or are the flames being stoked by outside interests? There are rallies for Hamas in virtually every large city in the U.S., are there really that many pro-Palestinian people around the country? It seems to me that that's not the case. How do these groups? How does these these? How do these rallies get organized this well and so quickly? There are pro-Islam Islamist organizations operating here in this country that are well entrenched that have millions if not billions of dollars that are being piped into them through the Middle East here and they would stop at nothing nothing to take down the great Satan as we're called in the Islamic world groups like the Muslim Brotherhood or like CARE um and, and that's the Council on American Islamic Relations. These are front groups for Islamists. And this is not Islamophobia. Don't confuse what I'm saying with Islamophobia, which is now being equated with anti-Semitism. Even though there have been, there's, I think, one horrendous anti-Islamic act, which was that poor little boy, who was murdered, stabbed numerous times by this crazy jerk landlord? Who wasn't Jewish? He was in—he was just a, a crazy man. But the anti-Jewish acts, ho oh, I'll go into those in a little bit. So these Islamist, these radical Islamic groups want to tear. America apart. They want to see America brought to its knees. And they are pure anti-Semitic groups that would stop at nothing to further that agenda. Now people can say what they want in this country, thank God, because of the First Amendment. And unfortunately that has not yet, that has not been equally applied to conservatives or to Christians, but but nonetheless, that's what our country stands for. But when these people who are spewing hate speech against Jews, like death to the Jews, which is not uncommon in these rallies, they've crossed the line. This is hate speech. So where the heck is law enforcement? Why is this being allowed to happen in the US? I am just perplexed and and disgusted by the fact that this is allowed to continue. And then there are the Democrats. They're not Democrats, they're demorats. They are leftists, Marxists. They are scum. Not talking about the, the the Democrats who are, you know, who who are liberals. I'm talking about the leftists who have hijacked the Democrat Party, who are, who hate America, and who are using this as a means to further take down our country. There are people in Congress who are saying things that are inciting riots, that are pure lies. And they are getting away with it under the guise of the First Amendment. And they should not be allowed to do this. This squad, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Jamal Bowman, this is the jerk that pulled the fire alarm a few weeks ago um, to try to stop a vote in Congress. Ilan Omar, Ayana Presley, Corey Bush, Rashida Talib, these are all people who are racists against Jews. They are ignorant. They are dangerous. God help us giving these people a platform and shame on the people who voted them into Congress. This is, these people are, are not representative of the United States. They are the antithesis of the United States. And yet these people have a platform and they are a mouthpiece for hate speech. AOC is just plain stupid. She is saying things that are are just off the rails. She's called yesterday APAC, the American Israel um uh, uh PAC a a racist organization <laughs> Where does she get this from? She is, she is just stupid because it's not a racist organization at all. What it is, it is an, it is a, um, a, a group that has been funded to help teach people in Congress about Israel and show them the, the side of Israel that is not being told by the media or by the propagandists that are out there. And people come back from Israel with a completely different attitude. But these people hate Israel so much and they hate America so much that they don't want to see an alliance between America and Israel. Israel was ready to come to a peace agreement with Saudi Arabia, which many people believe was the reason for this attack by the Hamas terrorists on Israel to to squash that that um, that that peace accord between the Saudis and Israel because it would weaken Iran. You know, all of these terrorist groups are Iranian proxies that are being funded and trained by the Iranians. Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthi rebels in Yemen they're all they're all proxies for. Iran, which is really the big problem in this world. Yet our Democrat administration ponies up billions of dollars to help the Iranians with human rights, which they're not using for human rights. They're using that money to um, create their proxy groups to destroy Israel, which they have said needs to be wiped off the face of the earth. Karine Jean-Pierre, that, that very articulate spokeswoman for the Biden administration, and also one of the stupidest members of the administration, has called out two members of the squad. Tlaib and Omar as repugnant for their vile hate speech. She also called them disgraceful. They've attacked, they've called the attack by Hamas part of the quote, resistance movement by the Palestinians. And they've lied about Israel openly to rallies where they've said that the Israelis bombed a hospital when they have not, and it has been proven that they is not, and yet these women continue to spew lies and say that the Israelis did. And they dial up this rhetoric, and they call Israel an apartheid government, and they accuse Israel of ethnic cleansing. Are we at a heartbreak, David? Alright, we're gonna take a break, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to Give people an education on what real ethnic cleansing looks like in the Middle East when we come back in the second half of the show. Stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors, for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. What do doctors talk about in doctors' lounges around the country? Find out on the Doctors' Lounge Show every Thursday at 8 a.m. on America's Web Radio. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We're back in the doctor's lounge and talking about what is happening with anti-Semitism and anti-Israel rhetoric in the U.S. So let's get this straight. If there is anyone guilty of ethnic cleansing, it's not Israel. It's the Islamists themselves. It's it's Jewish ethnic cleansing, ethnic cleansing of Jewish populations in Muslim-dominated countries. So here's a bit of history, which these extremists either don't know about or don't want to let people know about or they fail to acknowledge. There were almost 900,000 Jews throughout the Middle East and Africa. And this was as late as the, um, the uh, 1940s. Um, all Jews have been expelled from Muslim-dominated countries. The only Jews that now exist in the Middle East live in Israel. And it started in response to to the creation of Israel in 1948. There was an exodus of Jews out of the Muslim countries. They were they were ushered out, or these Jews felt uncomfortable in these countries, and they moved out on their own accord to a place where they would feel more welcome, which was Israel. There was a final exodus of Jews from the Middle East in Iran, in 1979 to 80 following the Iranian Revolution because there was a huge Jewish-Iranian culture there. But there were Jewish cultures throughout the Middle East, rich Jewish history, synagogues, Jewish um, history in all of these countries, robust Jewish populations in Egypt, Iraq, Iran, Yemen, Turkey, Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Libya, Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Bahrain, Afghanistan. Today, the Jewish population in these countries is close to zero, if not zero. This, my friends, is the definition of ethnic cleansing. So let's get that straight. The squad members are pushing an anti-Semitic narrative. Why? to sow discord in this country. They're dedicated to the destruction of our current society as I've enumerated today and previously. They want all aspects of colonialism to be expunged. And we know about what happens with that. They want prior history erased, much like ISIS did when they moved into Syria and destroyed everything that existed prior to their being there. All the antiquities destroyed. That's what these people want to see happen to our country. They want every aspect of American history expunged because it is evil in their minds. We need to start over, they believe. Pushing an anti-Semitic narrative and inflaming society helps them. It helps them to achieve this ultimate goal. They want, quote, all violence to stop, as if Israel is not entitled to seek justice for this vile attack. They have shown no compassion for those who were slaughtered, no concern for those who were kidnapped, not even the Americans. Why do you think that is? I'll tell you why, because they're Jewish. That's why. So they had it coming to them. They supported Israel. So who cares what happens to them? They deserve it. You know, these these people say that the Israelis are not entitled to fight back. Were we not entitled to fight back after Pearl Harbor? Were we not entitled to fight back after 9-11? Could you imagine if the media that exists today existed in 1940 to 1945? With the social media and the and the ability to get news instantly, they would say, How could we bomb Germany? How could we firebomb Dresden? Think about the poor children. How could we bomb Japan? Think about the poor children and women. We would never, ever have won World War Two. We would all be speaking German and Japanese today if we would have had the media that we have today in this country back then. So let's get that straight. War stinks. And it's it's horrible that there's collateral damage when there's war. But Hamas does not speak for the Palestinian people. They are terrorists. They could give a rat's you-know-what about the Palestinian people. They accept the fact that the Palestinians are going to be killed, and they're going to use it as a propaganda tool to get their eventual goals achieved, which is the destruction of Israel and the Islamist takeover of Israel, just like they've taken over Iran, just as they've taken over Yemen and Lebanon, this is what they want to do in Israel. Could you imagine Israel, what would happen to the Christian um, holy sites. If this happened, they would be destroyed. There would be no such thing as the as the um, the Christian sites, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, um, Mount of Olives. All of these would be destroyed, just like the Islamists have destroyed all aspects of Jewish life throughout the Middle East. Except Israel, they would do the same in Israel to Christian life. So don't pretend that that's not what is at stake. Cause it is. The Democrat party is not even calling out these lowlifes. These, these people in Congress who are spewing hate speech and, and, and spreading lies. Instead, they're calling for efforts to halt anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Come on, give me a break. The, there were, there was no Islamophobia. This is, this, they have to put this on an equal footing in order to appease the Muslim community and the Muslim sympathizers in this country because Taking a, a stand against true hate, against anti-Semitism would be unfair and, and it would be unpalatable to these people. There was just one, as I said, innocent, innocent young boy who was killed. And, and that should never have happened. And there should be no violence against Muslims in this country. Ever. Ever, ever. But there should be none against Jews either. And yet there's violence against Jews and Jewish sites all across the country every single day. The head of the FBI, um, Ray, testified in Congress this week. And he said that there were, before this October 7th attack 60% of the hate crimes based on religious um, or ethnic um, uh, groups were perpetrated against Jews Jews comprised 2.5% of the population and yet over 60% of the hate crimes were perpetrated against them and it's gone up since October seventh. Now I think that there's a backlash against these democrats. There are decent people in the Democrat Party who've had enough and are leaving the party, such as Michigan Democratic Congress, Congressman Shri Thanedar. He believes that the party has gone off the rails and can't even support decency anymore. And he can't support them. Voters, I believe, are seeing this and they're conflicted because they never would want to vote for Republicans. And yet, how could they stand for a party that that doesn't call out evil? And hopefully, this will finally be a wake-up call for people who, Who go to the, to the ballot boxes in November every year and see what their party has become and throw them out. And then there are the college campuses. What is happening at colleges and universities across the country is the most disgusting thing that I have ever witnessed in my life. Jewish students do not feel safe there anymore. There are demonstrations calling for the death of Jews in New York City. Holy mackerel! Who would ever think that that is even possible? Students are antagonistic to Jewish students, like what happened at Cornell, where a student posted numerous threats about against Jews, and he wrote on his social media that that Jews should be followed to their homes and then their throats should be slit while they're sleeping. He said further on social media that he wanted to rape Jewish women and then throw them off a cliff. And by the way, at Cornell University, there is a cliff. They have a famous gorge that goes, there's a bridge that goes across the gorge. Unfortunately, many students have either Intentionally or unintentionally fallen off that bridge and into the gorge and uh, fallen to their death. At Yale, the school newspaper censure, censured an article that reported truthfully what happened in Israel on October 7th, and it was determined by the leftist editors, the Palestinian sympathizers, that these facts were manufactured. The same type of anti-Semitic actions and activities are taking place at every major university across the country. Some are saying that these demonstrations for Hamas are organized, and they're organized outside of the university, so the university really isn't responsible. But they are, and this goes far deeper because there are professors and instructors at these universities that are encouraging this behavior and this ideology. They are radical leftists themselves who are not teachers, but indoctrinators, and they are spreading lies about Israel and about Jews to young, impressionable people who are ignorant and stupid and who get their news from TikTok and other social media platforms and fail to really know facts about history and about the world. These professors are spreading these lies to the young people who, in most cases, never heard about this conflict in the Middle East before arriving at the college campuses. And on a daily basis, they're being brainwashed. They're presented a warped and distorted picture of the Middle East landscape with Israel being the bully. They know nothing about the history of anti-Semitism, the creation of the state of Israel, the attacks on Israel time and time again by Muslim extremists. They are taught that the Holocaust is at best an over-exaggeration, and at worst never really even occurred. And these people celebrate Hamas And Hezbollah. The professors are actually out in front of these demonstrations and they're egging on Hamas sympathizers. They make statements like the massacre on Israel was exhilarating. There are, uh, there was a joint statement that was put out by over 100 Columbia University professors that defended Hamas and what they did As a quote, military action. And they defended students who express quote, empathy for the lives and the dignity of Palestinians. Hamas doesn't care about the Palestinians. In fact, they are the biggest bunch of cowards. They're not even soldiers. They're, they're, they're garbage. They are, they're, they're barbarians. They're not even terrorists. They're worse. They hide behind women's skirts. They hide behind children and use them as human shields. They build their munition dumps under hospitals and schools so that when they can be targeted by Israel, there's collateral damage that they can use as propaganda. They, the Hamas um, leadership has hijacked Gaza, and they've taken the billions of dollars that have been pumped into Gaza for humanitarian reasons and used that mo- money to build a terror tunnel network instead of building schools and hospitals and trying to prop up the lives of the Palestinians who live there because they don't care about the Palestinians. And by the way, neither does the rest of the Arab world. Nobody wants to take in these people. You see what's happening at Egypt. They won't let refugees come across the border. We we let the world come across our border. And Egypt won't let people whose homes are being bombed and are fleeing come across their border. And those are the ones that are able to make it out of Gaza City because Hamas, in their effort to... Create more Palestinian casualties are taking away the, um, the identification papers and car keys of Palestinians so they can't leave. Um, the, where, where are the university presidents for all of this? Have they allowed these instructors and professors to indoctrinate rather than to teach? Why are the people allowed these platforms in the first place? Why do they still remain in classrooms? Why are they allowed to be there? The response has been tepid at best. They can't even single out anti-Semitism, but instead lump it with racism and Islamophobia. And again, there is no Islamophobia. There is a disdain for radical Islam, which wants to see a a worldwide caliphate. Donors at universities are now disgusted. And this is going to cost the universities billions in revenue, but that's not enough. These universities and colleges receive support from states and the federal government They should be defunded right away for this type of behavior until it stops. But will it? I'm not optimistic. Not when just yesterday, the Biden White House announced the creation of the National Strategy to Combat Islamophobia. This is tone deafness on the part of the administration when anti-Semitism is surging across the country on a daily basis, and it's getting worse and worse by the day. We've seen this act before. Not long ago, there was a propaganda ministry, much like our propaganda ministry in this country, which is the left-controlled mainstream media. This ministry indoctrinated people in one of the most enlightened and advanced countries in human history at the time. They were saying things like Jews were the problem for all the ills of the country, And slowly, the rights of the Jews were stripped away from them. And then atrocities, unimaginable at the time, were perpetrated on them. Jewish businesses were vandalized, synagogues were vandalized, and Jews were attacked in the streets. Guess what, folks? This is happening today in America. It's happening right now in front of our very eyes, and it cannot stand. It will not stand. But where are our leaders? In Germany, Jews allowed themselves to be progressively dehumanized because they were in denial that these things could not get worse for them. But sadly, we know it did. No one expected this to happen in America. We know that it could happen again. And here in the U.S., just like in Germany, this kind of hate speech and propaganda will lead to nothing but bad outcomes for the Jewish population. As a, you know, the the things that are happening, just yesterday, a Jewish deli, a, a landmark deli in New York City was vandalized with SWAT stickers put on it, the Second Avenue deli. And there were synagogues with, swat stickers being painted on them all across the country. Um, American Jews are afraid to send their children to um, school because they're afraid what's going to happen to them. And Jews are afraid to stay on college campuses because they're afraid of violence that's going to be purported against them. But let me tell you something. As opposed to Germany, American Jews will not cower. There's been an uptick in gun purchases by Jews across America. And we're talking now about survival. We're not talking about anything other than that. And Jews in this country will not be passive like our relatives were in Europe. Fortunately, the Jewish population in this country has allies. The Christian community is strongly behind the Jewish community and stand side by side with them. And for that, we are very appreciative. And I'm, I'm concerned that the left is sowing the seeds of a real civil war in this country. And if we don't stop this now, there is no telling how far this is going to get. And it's not going to be good. I can promise you it will not be good. Israel needs to stamp out the threats To its existence. It will happen. Those threats need to be stamped out in this country. The only way to do that in the United States is not at this time through violence, but through the actions of good people who say enough is enough and stop this because we know where it's coming from. It's coming from Leftists from radicals who want to see this country torn apart. And if we don't stop it right now, there is going to be um, a, a huge price to pay. You know, one more thing to just say before the show's over. You know, the United Nations. The United Nations is complicit in this. It, it, they're saying things that basically blaming israel that's what they're doing the secretary general of the u.n is not taking a stand against what happened in israel but rather calling for a halt to all hostilities which is essentially rewarding the terrorists and inviting them to do this again and they have said they will do it again and when they say that they are going to we need to take them at their word because they will. That's, they, that's the only reason why they exist. And that is to destroy Israel and to exterminate the Jewish people. That is how they interpret their radical view of the Quran. And idiots in this country who are supporting this mentality, who are supporting this position, this ideology... Are playing with fire. They're useful idiots, and the the, um, the this has got to stop. That's that's all I need to say about this. So I'm going to end the show on a positive note. Again, I'm going to um, remind everyone about our upcoming um, uh, nuts and bolts. Meeting nuts and bolts direct primary care meeting. Um, There's a lot of exciting stuff happening in um, in healthcare, um, which I will talk about in the next show um, about uh, the the cash movement in um, healthcare and the uh, ability for doctors to deliver healthcare to people who. Um, don't want to spend, um, a fortune paying for insurance that they're not going to see pay any of their bills until they've forked out, um, tens of thousands of dollars before the first insurance payment, um, is, is, uh, kicking in. So, um, the direct primary care movement, the direct care movement where people are paying their own bills is growing, it is robust, and um, this conference that we're having in Orlando on March 14th to 16th um, will teach you how to um, uh, run a practice that is cash-based, and that you can get off the insurance um, uh, treadmill um, of going nowhere and not being able to deliver the care that you want to to your patients the 7 minute visits and um, and the expensive care that your patients have to endure so check out the website docsforpatientcare.org, and um and you will be uh rewarded by going to this conference so thanks for being with us today in the doctors lounge talking about uh Things that uh, are not healthcare, but are equally, if not more important. Co- join us next week when Dr. Scott is back behind the microphone. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the Americas Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for listening.